Hi folks, a shout out this week to Sharon Pask, who did a review of the Take On Board podcast. Thanks, Sharon. She says, gender pay gap episode, very informative session with Emma Ray. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sharon, for taking the time to do a review. We love to get reviews here. And thanks to Emma for doing that episode. Second announcement for this week. This week we're hearing from Kari Hatch. And listen right through to the end of the episode where she shares resources because not only does she share some resources in the episode itself, but sent me a voice memo afterwards with some additional ones. So there's some gold in there. Radio, on with the show. The request I would make is for board members to take a step back and reflect on what is going on in terms of marketing and why marketers need to be making the degree of choices that they have. Hello and welcome to the Take On Board podcast, where we talk all things boards and governance. I'm your host, Halia Svensson. Being on a board can be interesting, valuable and exciting, yet it can also be really lonely, challenging and hard. So here at Take On Board, we'll bring you weekly tips, tricks and advice to help you build your governance wisdom. We'll shine a light on how to navigate your way onto your first board or to build your board portfolio. We'll also help you to work through those challenges that keep you awake at night. Each week, I'll talk to women who have been there, done that, and together we'll discover what we need to take on board to be your best in the boardroom. Today on the Take On Board podcast, I'm speaking to Kate Badgery-Parker about what boards need to think about when considering marketing issues and making sure they stay in the strategic space. First, let me tell you a bit about Kate. Kate is on the board of Anemda, a not-for-profit disability services provider supporting more than 200 adults with intellectual disabilities. She's also a member of their Risk and Compliance Subcommittee. Kate is also the Vice Chair and Treasurer of Marketing Women Incorporated Victoria, a small volunteer group who connect and educate marketing women. After more than 20 years in blue-chip consumer service organisations, including RACV and Wes Farmers Insurance, Kate consults as a senior marketing manager and strategist. She helps for-profits and not-for-profits to define marketing strategies and improve marketing performance. She also works one-on-one coaching and mentoring marketers at all levels. She's got a master's in marketing and formal training in coaching and group facilitation. And Kate lives in Melbourne with a rescue greyhound who I've just met via Zoom and a small grey tabby cat. Welcome to the Take On Board podcast, Kate. Thanks for having me, Helia. Awesome to have you here and to meet the lovely Georgie, the lovely greyhound via Zoom. She Um, likes being an office dog at the moment. I imagine there are lots of lockdown pets loving it. And I should say we are recording this on Friday the 10th of July. I don't usually date the recordings of podcasts, but with things changing so quickly in terms of our global pandemic, I always think it's a good idea to do it. Before we talk about marketing and boards staying in the strategic space with marketing and so on, I'd love to, as always, dig a little bit deeper about you. Can you tell me about your upbringing and what lessons you learned, what you got up to and what the leading influences were on you? Sure. I grew up in suburban Perth, a suburb away from the beach. So it was a very relaxed way to grow up. My parents were probably the greatest influence on me. They lived a fairly quiet life, especially by the time they had kids. 
but we're interested in books and ideas. And I think from them, I picked up a real great love of learning and became a great reader. I also became interested in food and culture and languages through my father and my mum. But it wasn't until I got to uni that I started to see the broader ideas of the world and started to think a bit differently about management and business and the fact that those were areas that really interested me. So, Kate, you're on the board of Anemda. Can you just tell us about your journey to the boardroom there? How did you join that board? It's, it's your first board, right? A few years ago, I became interested in the idea of sitting on a board as a way to give back and probably to build my, myself professionally. And I had pondered this because I thought that, well, marketers don't necessarily sit on boards. It's finance and governance people. And I had met you through a couple of friends and contacts and seen that the Kickstarter stuff and the, the take on board workshops that you were running. And it was great because it encouraged me to think about the role that I could give and the strategic value as well as the commercial and financial skills. So as a result of doing that program and discussions with other people, I got really clear on the value that I wanted to add to boards. And I looked at various opportunities and there were lots of people looking for marketing people to basically do the marketing or be the fundraiser or essentially a volunteer, which I was fairly clear wasn't what the board was meant to be doing. And my journey was really about finding the right organisation, but also thinking about an organisation that would benefit from somebody with my skills. And Anemda was great in that respect because they're mid-tier. They work with adults with intellectual disabilities, so it's probably not as sexy as some of the other board roles that people look at, which meant that when I applied, they were excited about my application, even though I was only a manager. So I interviewed with them and uh, picked up the role, and it's now three years later. Fantastic. So you're almost at the end of your – I'm assuming it's a three-year term? Yes. Mm, so you're coming to the end of your, your first term. So, Kate, you know, you're a board member, obviously, of Anemda, as we've just heard. You're a marketing expert. And marketing is often one of those things that people feel they know something about, even if they don't. So I'm wondering if you can tell us, how have you led the discussion in the boardroom about marketing and how do you ensure that it stays in that strategic space rather than getting down to tactics? I think marketing is one of those areas that this is the hardest to do, which I know we might talk a bit more about. My point with the board is really to say it's not possible for us to do everything or pursue every marketing opportunity or idea. And I think that's that may be something that's quite unique about marketing, but certainly it's quite a strong characteristic. And it's actually the advice I give um, clients and um, people I coach one-on-one, that in order to succeed, we need to make choices and we need to choose the right things. And that means that you can't just quickly do an idea. So, for example, something might come up and go, that would make be a great PR story. Somebody says, oh, we should get some coverage for that. And, yes, perhaps we should, but I don't think that's necessarily one of Anemda's priorities in terms of it's very small. I think we've got a 0.6 of a marketing person. And as a result, I go back to, well, yes, that's true, but don't you think the priority should be more this? And that's probably where I would lead boards is to go think about priorities not tactics and think about strategies not tactics. Mm, It is one of the key roles of boards 
really being clear on what their purpose is, whether it's marketing or otherwise, and making those decisions about where to allocate resources, really. It's, it's a key thing for boards. So in, in this regard, what's the information that they need before them that will help them do that in a strategic way rather than, you know, deciding what Facebook post to put up, but to make those strategic decisions? What's the information they need? Well, the council, I give boards, and I've actually just completed a strategic marketing review, which I've done a, a number of times for senior management or board members, is to actually look at marketing through a strategic lens. And what that really means is to ask the question, what role does marketing need to play in order to meet the business's objectives and priorities? That means what is, do we need to have from marketing? What's essential? as opposed to what is nice to have. And that's very much the same process that a senior marketer will go through in terms of defining the strategy for their marketing is all of the, the pieces of the puzzle, who are our target markets, what are our options, what are the things that we're doing, and then where, if we only had limited resources, should we put our time and energy? And the reality of the matter is having worked in very large organisations and mentored marketers in small organisations and consulted to small organisations, it actually doesn't matter how much budget or resources you have. When it comes to marketing, you can't do everything. So what boards need to be better at is actually asking strategic questions and putting that strategic lens on. Can I give you an example of that? Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Well, one example I came across last year with a client that I consulted to and I was trying to really teach them to think at a strategic marketing level not a tactical level there was a discussion about whether they should be on Facebook or not that's a tactical question that I think boards shouldn't be asking because when you ask the question should be on should we be on Facebook then the question becomes one of well why should we be on Facebook well we should be on Facebook because we want to raise our profile and you hear that often and it's not a great objective because for many small not-for-profits, raising your profile is actually quite specific. You want to raise it within a very specific group of people, not just the whole community. And that's not an achievable objective. So when you start to go, well, okay, you want to raise your profile. Why do you want to raise your profile? Well, we want to raise our profile because we want to do better than getting money from funding bodies. And then you go, well, I would flip that task around and go, well, if our priority is to get money from funding bodies, the question we should ask is how can we get improve our ability to get money from funding bodies? The answer then might be something like, well, we want to increase our understanding of grant opportunities and we want to build relationships with funders. Again, that when you ask the how question of that, it is not by having a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And the organisation that I was talking to in that, that one of the juniors and in, in many of those organisations, it is quite junior people doing the marketing, was initially quite upset that they didn't have a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. But when we actually dug it around, it actually didn't meet any of their priorities or objectives to have an active Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Facebook groups might have served one of their objectives in relation to communicating better with the parents and carers of their clients, but the actual Facebook change could have consumed a huge amount of resources. Would we be better off if boards didn't have marketing subcommittees? Look, I 
I'm on the borderline of that. I am yet to see one that works really well, but I've not looked extensively. So if you know one that works really well, please do um, comment in the Facebook group. Yes, shout out, take on board people. If you're on a board who has a really well-functioning strategic marketing subcommittee of the board or even just has great strategic conversations at the board level, let me know and you might be the next guest on Take On Board. (laughs) Thanks, Helia. And I guess if you look at the terms of references of subcommittees, they usually have very specific tasks to do and those tasks are quite strategic. What I think happens sometimes at a marketing subcommittee level is it can get into a very tactical discussion with people who don't really understand the details or the context Mm. of what's going on. That's, again, not to say, like, I suspect a fundraising subcommittee, if the board was using their network to actually tap into the kind of fundraising opportunities that their organisation was well-placed to access, then great. But I have seen it with a number of clients where a marketing and fundraising subcommittee just essentially develops tactics and they actually do more harm than good. So it's it's a real balance, isn't it? Because I'm a big fan of having diversity on boards and diversities on uh, diversity on committees as well, a diversity of experience. So for example, until recently, I was on the audit and risk committee of the Royal Women's Hospital. Now, I am not the finance person. I understand finances, but I'm not an accountant. And sometimes my view is having the non-risk person, the non-finance person, the non-clinical person, whatever it may be, sometimes they ask questions that are different to the people that are experts in their fields. And sometimes those questions are fabulous. How do you engage people in that how do you or is it back to we just don't have marketing committees but how do we have those conversations that draws on the expertise even if they're not an expertise in that area and have those strategic conversations is it possible look I think it is possible and I've seen strategic communication committees or strategic marketing committees work quite well I think Mm. it's just you need to be really careful the request I would make is for board members to take a step back and reflect on what is going on in terms of marketing and why marketers need to be making the degree of choices that they have. I think the example you started off with, well, I've got a Facebook change, so I'm a Facebook expert. And I know you were being flippant when you were saying that. The reality of the matter is we have had this huge democratisation of marketing and through the rise of digital Anyone can learn to do it and should. Mm. The difficulty about that is what that's actually done is it's made marketing's job harder as well as easier because it's much, much harder to get cut through in terms of marketing. And that means you've got to do things properly and you've got to really think them through. You can't just send off a press release and get media coverage anymore. You can't just post on a Facebook page and get followers. The concentration of money and ownership amounts, Google and Facebook and others, have mean that they're actively changing their algorithms to make it harder and harder for you to get through without paid advertising. And what that means is I would like boards to be asking those questions with a degree of sympathy 
and recognize that your job is to actually encourage the marketers and management in the organization who are responsible for marketing to be more strategic and to set priorities as opposed to creating work for them to do. That means it probably does mean think before you ask. But the questions I would encourage you to ask are very much more about the strategy than they are about, oh, my friend does Twitter. Do you want to talk to them? And, again, I don't mean that flippantly. I know there's some very excellent people sitting on marketing subcommittees, but there's also some people who haven't understood the change that is going on, and I think marketers have been most dramatically impacted by the changes in technology and the, the economy, and they are at the absolute pressure point, particularly in small organisations. And the chances are your marketers are overwhelmed and overworked and all you're doing is making their job harder. So what are some of the go-to questions that you can suggest for board directors in dealing with these issues that will be helpful to the marketing staff rather than hindering have you got some go-to questions? Yeah, I do. And I think what I would be asking the marketers or the management who are responsible is questions like, what are the marketing objectives that we are currently focusing on? What target markets are important to us? What gaps do they see and what are they currently doing about those gaps? What problems are they trying to solve with the marketing? And probably also... What areas aren't we deliberately focusing on? And marketers as a group, we're struggling with this question around how do we stop doing everything. My ultimate coaching tip for marketers is recognise you can't do it all and there's nothing wrong with you. You just can't. But I want board members to be thinking about that as well. How can you lift your marketing team and the senior people in the organisation up to a level to go, what choices have you made and why? Mm. The other thing I would also be talking about is what do you need from us? Fundraising is a really good example of this. If, for example, raising funds is something that is really important to your organisation, then there will be an approach the organisation has decided to take to fundraising. For example, are they primarily pursuing corporate sponsorship? Are they primarily pursuing funding trusts and philanthropic trusts and those kinds of organisations? Is their focus on major donors or is it on individual donors? And if that's the case, then what assistance can you give them? For example, if you have within your network strong contacts within an organisation that does provide corporate sponsorship, have a discussion with someone in that organisation about, well, what are the criteria that you use? Can I tell you about this organisation and what they're doing and why their work is excellent? And then can I facilitate the discussion? I would be very cautious about the dump and run kind of approach. Providing a contact to someone can actually just be a good example of making things harder because, of course, your marketing staff are going to want to treat that contact with a huge amount of respect because it came from the board member. But it may not be that that's the right thing. So the question really is, what are you doing that I could help with? That's mm -hmm. a great question. What can we as a board provide to you? For example, mm -hmm. if their fundraising strategy is to run large events, 
is there a way that you can help them through your network to provide those gifts? Mm. If it's major donors, can we introduce you to some major donors? If there is something else, again, I don't think that two-way communication is the sort of thing that happens. I think boards have this view that we're going to ask questions to make sure you've done your due diligence. And when it comes to marketing, it's not impossible that they haven't thought of the idea that you're thinking about, but it is possible that they have and there is some contextual reasons why that's not a good idea. That is a fabulous list of questions and issues for people to think about in dealing with their marketing teams. Kate, what about those small organisations that don't have a marketing team? What's the role of the board then? It's an interesting problem because I look around at some of the boards that I know in small organisations and the skill set isn't necessarily there to actually do the kind of strategic thinking that you're talking about. Without pushing my own barrow, I do sometimes do those kind of strategic reviews for boards, but there are certainly are people on boards who could do that work for themselves. But I think the role of the board then is to actually be saying, again, what is the task that is essential for us to complete? Don't just make a laundry list. What is the, go back to the business's goals, what's holding us back in reaching those goals and what are the essential things we need from marketing, not just the nice-to-have kind of ideas. Again, fabulous advice for those organisations, whether they have a marketing team or not, I suspect. Yes. Is there anything that we've missed so far in this? Please don't hear me saying that boards shouldn't ask questions. You should. I just think that marketing is perhaps one of those areas where you need to be a little bit thoughtful about the questions that you ask and ask, am I making this harder or easier? Mm. But do ask questions. For example, I had a conversation recently with an old colleague who had been asked to do a project for a research organisation and it turned out that what they actually wanted her to do was write a marketing plan for a product. And when she started to talk to the management of the organisation, it actually turned out that such a plan already existed Mm. and the board wasn't aware of that plan. Mm. Now, I would have said that the board was very, very able to ask the organisation and perhaps they weren't asking the right questions to say, look, we've got this new product. Can you explain to us how you propose to take this product to market Mm. and what kind of KPIs and or accountability could be there it's perfectly Mm -hmm. reasonable for you to ask for that what's not reasonable is for you to say oh we should do an email and it needs to go out by this date and we should do this and we should do that yeah what's already in place and what do you need from me yeah and I and have those conversations I think the other thing I would say in smaller organizations you will often have quite junior or inexperienced marketers working in the organization and their focus will be tactical One of the things that a board can do in the same way a CEO of those organisations can do is make sure they are encouraging that person to think more strategically. Mm -hmm. In my work with Marketing Women, we run a small mentoring program for marketers. We will often get the junior sole marketer coming to us and what they are trying to do is too much and Mm -hmm. they become very easily overwhelmed. And what the board and the organisation can be doing 
is going, hang on, no, let's get back to the guts of what's essential. Not is this a good idea, but is this something that will absolutely serve our current business priorities? Oh, Kate, fabulous conversation today and plenty of pearls of wisdom in there for the Take On Board community. As we wrap it up, what are the main points that you want people to take away from the conversation we've had today? The first one is to say, remember when you're talking about marketing, unless you're a committee of management, it is no different to any other area of the board's responsibility where your task is strategic, not operational. The second point I would make is to say, take the time to understand what the organisation's priorities in terms of marketing are and what they're not. So, for example, if I think about Anemda deliberately running PR campaigns or securing corporate sponsorship are not on our priority list. Mm. Our relationships are with local councils, they're with research organisations, they're with um, others in our referral network and they're with our families and communities. So it's very clear that corporate sponsorship and PR is not right up there in terms of our task. So that will be true of your organisation. And, again, use that strategic lens that I'm talking about. Why are we doing this? What's our priority and how is the be- what's the best way to deliver this as opposed to should we have a Facebook page or not, or what information should be on the Facebook page. That's not valuable tasks for a board to do. And the one I've already talked about, I think, is to think about and ask what can you do to help and what does the organisation need from you as a board member. I reckon the marketing teams or senior managers would be quite surprised to hear that question. And is there a resource that you would like to share with the Take On Board community? I saw this in your note, Talia, and I thought it was a great question. (laughs) But I wanted to take it a little bit differently. As I said before, my um, approach is always one of thinking and knowledge. Mm -hmm. So the resource I wanted to suggest to people, if you're in Victoria is the State Library of Victoria, or if you are in another state or city, look at the, the State Library of your city they have once you're a member of the state library they have a number of online databases that you can use mm-hmm. so you may have the sorts of things you might have been familiar with when you were a uni student or newspaper databases and things so they're a great opportunity particularly if you're a, a learning nerd like me to sometimes go a bit deeper than a, a google search so libraries are magnificent shout out to the libraries out there in fact Note to self, I'm going to try and find a board member of one of the libraries around to see if they can come on the show as well because libraries are just magnificent. Um, yeah, such a great repository for information. Great case study too of digital transformation as well because mm. in terms of relevance and how they've become and stayed relevant. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kate, for giving us your time and wisdom today. I know that the Take On Board community will find incredible value in this. So thank you for being with us here today. My pleasure. Hi there, it's Helia. That's a wrap for the Take On Board podcast today. I do this podcast because I love bringing good women together. So it's great to be able to share these conversations that I'm having these amazing group of women with you. Now, can I ask a favour? Could you share this podcast with someone you know? Perhaps you can share it with some of your board colleagues. 
or someone else that you know that's interested in exploring all things boards and governance. With your help, we can grow the Take On Board community. Last but not least, if you want to continue the conversation, you can also join us over in the Take On Board Facebook group, where there's lots of great discussions, tips, tricks and resources being shared. I would love it if you can join in the conversation there. You can find it by searching Take On Board in Facebook. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another fabulous conversation.